another episode of Post Phase and Cheesesteaks. Dakota, Timothy, how's everybody doing? How are we? Doing good, doing good. good. On top of the world. I thought last week was good until we got to this week. We you almost. Know, the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Six to no, baby. Six to no, beat the Cowboys rolling to the playoffs and we're in the National League Championship Series. One game one. And as we're speaking right now, we're 4 0 up in uh, game two. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I mean, yesterday we almost had a clean sweep because we had Phillies beat um, Padres in game one. Flyers were down 2 0 to the Lightning, came back 1 3 2. They're now 3 0. That's surprising. No one saw that coming. And then uh, Sixers lost, but. I don't know. They, they're. I only got to see a little bit of it. Their offense. They were putting up points. Harden had thirty-five, but the light, like fourth quarter, they missed a ton of shots to to catch up. Boston kind of pulled away. I mean, they had. How often is Brown and Tatum really going to get thirty-five each? Not that often, but. You know um, what? It, it doesn't matter. There's so much joy and happiness going on right now. Yeah, I don't fuck care. The I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell the Sixers I'll see them in a month. Once all once we get sorted. Yeah, on, they all need that. They ones. they definitely need to gel a little bit. You can tell, but. Yeah, uh, Eagles though, um, flying high six and zero. I love yeah. that. There's so much smack talk coming from the Dallas side. All these players are talking. Oh, we're Dallas. Like someone, it was who was it? Demarcus Lawrence was getting interviewed, and he was like, "Oh, yeah. I'm tired of all these questions about Jalen Hurts. Like he's played well, but he hasn't played us yet. We them boys." And yeah. then it's... Jalen Hurts juked him out of his cleats. <laughs> And the Eagles and one. Them boys went and uh, gave us – we put up 26 points against them. I mean, we looked like the elite defense. Uh, if you tell me that there was an elite oh defense playing in that game, it was the Eagles. As – we've, we've had this discussion before, but as someone who grew up playing, like, cornerback and safety, it I get so, like, such a rise out of watching Brad uh, Bradbury and Slay play so well. Like, yeah. Bradbury played phenomenal. So good. Yeah, okay. it was. And Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson. I was yeah. saying two interceptions. It, it just, it's beautiful. Well, he had an interception. Then he like had a wrist injury, got taped up, came back out, had another interception with a taped wrist on the on oh, the dive. I, I, I love it. I mean, they always say the best compliment a corner can get is like when you don't hear their name, mm-hmm. unless you're like Darius Slay, who like just makes routine highlights and touchdowns and turnovers all the time. So you can't help but hear his name. But in a game where we didn't hear Slay's name called once, Bradbury and Gardner Johnson were just making so many plays. It was beautiful. The depth you're seeing on the secondary is amazing. Yeah, they. I mean, it's just everything you know. I know. I think you know. There's only two criticisms you can really think of, and you know, take it with a grain of salt because we are six and zero entering our bye week. Special teams obviously stinks. We've covered that many times. <laughs> you know, who cares? We're still dominant on the other side. But obviously, they cooled off in the second half, which they have in all the other games as well. But I'm going to say, like, it is a little worrying, but I'm going to say this. This team is built to hold leads. Like, mm-hmm. there, you're not going to come back on this team. Like, look, first off, look at the secondary we're deploying. The pass rush look good, so you're, you're going to struggle passing. We have easily the best secondary in football. Yeah. Teams aren't going to want to pass against awesome. you. Yeah, they're not going to be able to march down the field and just air it out against the secondary. And the second part, and this was, I think, my favorite part of the whole game, and they've done it multiple times, is when they get the ball in the, in the fourth quarter, they're not giving it back. Every mm. single game that was close, they have one of those just kill the entire clock, run run the ball, march it down the field, and give the ball back with no time left. And they've done that every single game. And you keep doing that, give them no time, and the secondary playing like they are, you're just you're gonna see success. 
It's it's beautiful. They're not, no one's going to be able to come up, get a lead, uh, come back from the Eagles once they get a lead. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's the thing. Like, and a lot of people pointed this out that we have like one in different ways. Like whether it was like us coming back or us, you know, preventing a comeback or you know running the ball a lot or throwing the ball a lot. Like, or, or depending on your defense, like. They're they're not just like winning games and beating the opponent that they should beat. Like they're finding different ways to win. And it there's always gonna be that narrative, oh well, they play a weak schedule, but you you play who's on your schedule. Like yeah. you have to beat them. So we've seen time and time again plenty of teams that get upset by other teams. I mean, the Buccaneers just lost to the Steelers, a team they should have pancaked, you know? So that's yeah. it happens all the time. It's it's the nature of the league. I just want to go back and say so they, to start the fourth quarter, the Eagles had a 13-play, eight-minute drive that ultimately ended in a touchdown. The Eagles in the Cardinals game, yep. uh, with nine and nine minutes and 43 seconds left in the game, they had a 17-play, eight-minute drive for a field goal. They've consistently done this every single week. Give them the lead. doesn't really matter what the lead is. Mm-hmm. They're going to just drain the clock. Hertz is going to be smart with the ball. The offensive line is going to steamroll whoever gets in their way. And it's just, they're going to kill everything there is. Even against the Jaguars, there was, they had a five and a half minute drive, 54 yards, 11 plays with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. These were all times when the team was one score away from them in the lead. They, they, it's just, your offense understands how to kill the clock and how to win games. And it's yeah. really impressive to see. That's like, that's stuff you see from a veteran quarterback and Jalen is just perfecting it. Yeah, they are – that's the thing. They're just like – and he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. Sometimes he'll hold on to the ball a little long, but you'll notice that it's not like last year where he would just like stay there and hold and then run around trying to find something. Like he'll make a quicker decision. So <clears throat> that's a good update that we've seen. Um, yeah. And like you said, like they're just the – fa- the fact that, yes, I'm concerned still about kind of them falling a little bit in the uh, – you know, second half of games and not continue to put up points. But it's like mentally, that's very difficult to just stay pedal to the metal for all four quarters mm-hmm. when you're not getting any any pushback or any competition. So I we'll see how it goes the rest of the year, but I'm not I'm not overly concerned, but I'm you know, it's in the back of but my it, mind. Is there has there been a single game where they've been losing at any point in the second half? Like I feel like every half, single game maybe the Lions, I don't I don't remember it was so long ago it feels like, but Every game, I think we've been winning the entire second half. Like, there's really no need to go pedal to the metal. Let's go score. We need points now. They just take the ball, drain it, and then let teams go try to pass on our secondary, and it never works out. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that well, we have – the Eagles have scored 112 points in the second quarter, which is not only an NFL record through six games, like in history. Uh, I think it was Nick that sent it. It's the, the most – those amount of points scored in the second quarter that the Eagles have scored are more than what was it, the Rams, Cowboys, and like two other teams that have scored at all all season. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you're it's you're crazy. You're averaging nearly all like twenty points per second quarter. It's yeah, they're they're it's insane. They're having a great statistical year. Like everything's in the tops. Like we have players in the top five of like every category. We have. I mean, Miles Sanders is still top five in rushing. I think AJ Brown's still like top seven or so in passing. Same with Jalen. Um, Dare Slay's in like third with interceptions. And then as units, like our defense is top five and or top ten in a lot of stats. 
Um, oh, yeah. And They're even like makers. Yeah, even though like some of the players' sack numbers aren't super high, um, I've seen a lot of the like pressure percentages and, and stuff like that are are pretty good, especially with like Sweat and Graham. That's so, what I mean. They're they, they're still getting pressure. They're making yeah. it uncomfortable. And I think my favorite part of that whole Cowboys game was, you know, we had it here for six weeks now. How Michael Parsons is the greatest person ever touched this planet when it comes to football. He's so yeah. good. He's the defense player of the year. And Nick Sirianni came up with a scheme that not only just made him completely useless just embarrassed him almost every play well they just a... use their strength and embarrass them with it i have a question for you then so go ahead does when lane johnson went out it was very clear that mike parsons was getting more pressures on hertz and disrupting the plays yeah. more would you say that's an indictment on how good lane johnson is or how good micah parsons can turn it up uh no, I'm I'm not going to compliment Michael Parsons at all. I, I he I I didn't hear his name in a positive context until Lane Johnson's left the game. Like this guy was doing nothing. What? Oh, suddenly? Oh, he's like, oh yeah, we're getting embarrassed. I'm getting my you know my shit embarrassed on every replay. Let me uh, go turn it up now. No, no, no. Lane Johnson left the game. His daddy left. Daddy left. Daddy. There was no supervision, <laughs> and he went and tried to make some plays. This even I mean we've seen backup line in in a, in a couple of the games now. I know Driscoll's not Lane Johnson. He was going to get Mike, Micah Parsons, but I didn't think he looked terrible out there. I mean, yeah. I can even take that as a positive. It's like you're bringing in backup guys and they don't miss a beat. But hey, listen, I the just the Sirianni thinking on those RPOs against their best player and Jalen ran it perfectly was just excellent. And then yeah. I, looking at the film, they even like some of the plays where they ran your RPO, hit him in the flat. They would run that same look, same exact design, and then have a new wrinkle in it where the flat is now the decoy. And hats off to Sirianni. It was just such a well-coached offensive game plan. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see great players like that just be eliminated. True. I, yeah. I, I can't say anything more. Like, it's just, it was so nice. We're sitting, we're sitting, just sit, sit here for a second. As we have the NLCS in the background, game two. We are now in week six, or I'm sorry, week seven. The uh-huh. Eagles are on a bye. They are 6-0. and They are by far the best team in the NFC. After the Bills can beat the Chiefs, you can give me an argument that the Bills are the best team in the NFL. I won't hear it, but I, you know you can make an <laughs> argument. But they're like by far the best team in the NFC. It's not even close. I'm just ecstatic where everything is now. I, I just can't believe it. I'm living in a constant state of euphoria. It's, it's just never ending. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> my final thought on the Eagles is just they're uh, going to the bye, need to get healthy. Some started to see some, you know, issues with some players going in and out, but shows that we have good depth because, I mean, Kayvon Wallace came in and he looked a little shaky at first, but it looked like he settled down. And then once CJ Garner Johnson came back in, it was back to normal. So, um, yeah, it's funny oh, how yeah, all the Cowboys funny. fans. Great, uh, pickup. Great pickup by Howie. All the Cowboys fans were like, oh, well, we, you're not going to be able to beat our defense. And then we beat them, and they're like, oh, well, you beat a backup quarterback. I was like, just take your L like a man. Like, let's move on here. Ugh. We'll see how it goes. I still think are not known for their pride, dignity, or sportsmanship. Yeah, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird place when the top three teams in the NFC are the Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. <laughs> it's uh, t- quite a time quite a time but it's a wild moment we'll get to some of those games so we had the nfc east was a joke the the nfc lease is now the nfc beast so 
Uh, clever! Look at you. You have to trademark that. That's pretty good. I oh, like I'm not it. the I'm not the first to come up with that. But um, speaking of NFC East, uh, we had the Commanders beat the Bears twelve to seven on Thursday Night Football, and Carson had a finger injury, and he's out what four to six weeks. So basically, what happened to Dak Prescott? Um, so we'll see. Well, I guess that's the Heineke mm-hmm. show now in in Washington. Um, Giants somehow came back and beat the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, I don't know what his fourth quarter has been a little uh, interesting lately, but through a very strange interview. The Ravens are a weird team. Yeah, they are a weird, very weird. team. They're a weird team. Every but, game they lost, like, I feel like I was like, you just look at their score and like, oh, yeah, they got that. And somehow they managed to lose a game. Well, they were up on the Giants with like four minutes left. Then they were, they were beating the Bills, what, 20 to three, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, no, nothing they do makes sense. I don't know. They've had, they've blown three games in the fourth quarter, though. So that's not a good sign. But, um, uh, Colts beat the Jags 34 uh, 27. Matt Ryan is now, I think it's seventh all time in passing yards, which is kind of interesting. Um, he very quietly yeah, has had you a just really need to have career. a long career. Yeah, he's he's been around. Yeah, you just need to have a long career in a passing era, which he has, and you'll be on that list. The uh, the Giants fall into the same uh, who the heck are these guys as the Patriots for me because I don't understand how the Patriots are winning with a third string rookie quarterback but they beat the browns 38 to 15 um so put you on the hot spot oh shit does mac jones get his job back not if uh zaxby or whatever his name is keeps playing well yeah zaxby not even close but that's fine uh, yeah <laughs> What's you know what? name? <laughs> zap i think zappy oh zappy zaxby's is a coffee place in uh, like on temple's campus or something i don't remember yeah, Zappy. It sounds like a like a dog's <laughs> name. Like, come here, Zappy. Come oh, here. he's a he's a dog. Okay. Zappy is a classic dog name. Did you see the the highlight of one of the players who recovered like a fumble or something, trying to hand it to Belichick? Oh yeah, yeah, that was. That <laughs> Belichick was is like, what the fuck do you want? I don't want this. <laughs> like, Make could you away. imagine this guy went through like he went through months of training camp and off season practices, then he's in the season six weeks in, and like he just been around Bill Belichick for months and thought that would be something to do. Like I've never met Bill Belichick day. in person, <laughs> but like just getting his vibe and his aura and all that. Like I think being around him for a week, you should realize this isn't the guy to give a ball, game ball to. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Uh, Bengals beat the saints 30 to 26. They look like they're getting back on track. So that's good to see. Um, Steelers somehow beat the Buccaneers 20 to 18. Tom Brady, uh has looked pretty rough this year i don't know if it's with uh yeah. age and his apparent divorce well, and injuries on his team but it's not bucks are a little that defense i thought was going to help you know carry them a couple of times through these games but uh i mean if you can't score more than 18 you're not going to do your defense much favor so i mean you, you, we can't really let tom brady just get a pass right who, who was it the patriots i think no not the patriots uh, the Bills went and just destroyed the Steelers with no oh, mercy, yeah. and the Buccaneers were struggling just to score points. Like, yeah. I I don't know. This team has given me no hope. I know Brady's Brady, and you can't count him out, but there's nothing from this that I'm seeing from this team that makes me think that they're any good. Yeah, my Super Bowl prediction of um, Buccaneers and Broncos is looking pretty moronic right now. That's but... horrendous. That is horrendous. Hey, man, preseason told me otherwise, but uh, anyways – the uh, very, very, very depleted San Francisco 49ers lost to the Marcus Mariota Falcons 28 to 14. Um, 
I think the Niners you know what, have what, like. What was it? Hmm? Well, there was like a big deal. Remember, like I think it was the Eagles trainer who just had to get fired because he was so terrible. Like everyone was getting hurt. Oh, the Niners yeah. probably should look into that themselves. I feel like the Niners have a rash of injuries every single year. Like, yeah, you, like, yeah. They're just always defense. injured. Yeah, especially like, on defense. Just, just everywhere. Like this is the same team that also lost Lance and Mitchell already for the season, and Trent Williams is hurt. Like significantly. Yeah. Yep. And now you have a game where their entire defensive line from week one is out. Like who the hell is the doctor out there? It's crazy if you think about it. How. I mean, this kind of goes for any sport, but you you plan and train all off season, months and months and months. You could have two or three injuries just completely derail your team's success in a in a flash of a second. It's, yeah, but I mean, they're obviously dealing with two or more than two or three. I mean, Lance and Trey and Elijah Mitchell were all serious injuries from like week one or two, yeah. and now they're just piling on. It's just insane. Yeah, but. It's every year. They really got to work out their doctor. I don't know who the hell's out there. (laughs) Anyways, um, arguably surprise team of the year, the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets beat the uh, disheveled Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 27 to 10. Can we... Can we just take the moment? Because I, I think we even mentioned it last week. We specifically argued about mm. the Jets and the Packers. And just like my motto, I mentioned every single year when we do our top 10 rankings, better to be a year early than a year late. Well, better to be a week early than a week late. Because what exactly I told you happened, mm. the Packers stink. They, they just, do. they're not a good team. I think the Jets have a little, you know, swag to them. I like their rookies. Sauce Gardner looks legit. Garrett Wilson's a good player. Mm. Zach Wilson, more importantly, is coming into it. But the Packers stink. Now, do you hear the bickering? Oh, Aaron Rodgers wants a simple offense. Matt LaFleur, oh, I have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, the childish games are already happening. Oh, Aaron, do you want to be in the market for a wide receiver? Yeah, we should be in the market for every wide receiver. Like, he just he just can't help it. He just gets grumpy and gets pouty. And he's like a teenage girl nowadays. And they stink. And it's beautiful. Mm. And I That's saw it through the smoke and mirrors. <laughs> I saw it through the smoke and mirrors last week. And you didn't want to believe me. But they stink. The Jets aren't bad, but the Packers stink. And I tried telling you this this way last week. Yeah, well, you know, I think going into the year, people thought, oh, well, it's still Aaron Rodgers. And they have an arguably a top five running back group. Their line is solid. Their defense is supposed to be really good. And for one, Rodgers looks like shite. For two, their defense has been super underwhelming. They have not performed like they should be with all that talent. I mean, they had, what, two or two of their first picks in the draft were defense, and they haven't done anything. And and, uh, Aaron Jones and Dylan aren't getting enough carries. Like, based on their receiving group, they should be pounding the rock. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I would throw slant – I would throw screens at uh, Aaron Jones – and I would have AJ Dillon run up the middle every fucking play. I don't know what they're doing with yeah. with that group, but they need to go get a receiver. Maybe OBJ. He might sounds like he might go to KC once he's healthy. But I don't. They're they're looking. The Vikings are about to run away with that division, and that's going to surprise a lot of people. But speaking of, which is pretty wild considering how badly we crushed them, and now they're running really good. Oh, I know. We they weren't even the thing is like the Vikings weren't even in the game with the Eagles. Where they've just been beating everybody else, like they, no. I mean, they beat a two-a-list Dolphins twenty-four to eight, uh, sixteen, but they're still be like Dolphins are supposed to be a good playoff team, 
And I mean, I know they have injuries. Their defense but stinks. Yeah, they're they're looking a little rough. But so they won. Talk, uh, Rams. talk about a disappointing, uh, disappointing like defense of Florence. I mean, you have all that money invested in Howard and Byron Jones, and they're no Bradbury and Slay. Let's put it that way. Oh no, no, no. I I would argue Bradbury and Slay are the number one, especially seeing how like J.C. Jackson is still not really gelling with the Chargers yet, and he's been giving up a couple yards and Ramsey's been giving up a couple plays. I'd argue the Eagles have the best cornerback duo in the league. Like there is no argue. That's that's just okay. Good, we're on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, moving on. We have uh, speaking of Ramsey, the Rams won twenty-four to ten. Um. Uh. Allen Robinson finally had a a solid game. Um. Matt Stafford still looks a little rough. I know he he was he had like a shoulder injury in the off season or something, or liver or that was Burrow. I don't remember, but. He, he does not look the same. Maybe he's just getting old. I don't know. That offensive line doesn't look the same, let's be honest. You yeah. can't make her stinks. Yeah. My, I mean, he might still be hurt from that ACL. But Cardinals uh, lost to the Seahawks 19-9. to They they are trash. <laughs> um, good thing they get D-Hop back. Uh, I think it's this week or next week. So They did um, just trade for Robbie Anderson. And traded uh, for – Robbie Anderson is a, is a character, I'll tell you. Temple alum. Uh, I remember he was like last year, or the year before, he didn't even know what the mascot of the Panthers was. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that video. He was sitting on the sideline, and his name is Sir Purr. He's a no, you know, he's not. He's a he's a Panther, right? Because they're the Carolina Panthers. So his mascot's so, like yeah. walking up and down the sideline, and yeah. he he turns to like DJ Moore. He's like, like what the heck is that thing? Is that a bear? <laughs> he's like, no, it's Sir Purr. That's a it's a Panther. <laughs> The video went. It was it went viral. It was pretty funny. You should go look it up. But uh, yeah, he uh, he had a, an altercation with his interim coach last game against the, uh, the Rams and got ejected by his own team. And then the next day, he uh, was traded to the Cardinals. So if you ever want to get traded from your team, just get ejected by your coach. And uh, sounds like that's what works. Now, to be uh, honest, the pan. I, I find this more questionable for the Cardinals than I do the Panthers. Like. Obviously, you know, the, there's the ship is is taking on a lot of water and going down quick in Carolina after you fire a coach and all the disappointment. But like, dude, you stink. Robbie Anderson's been irrelevant, and yet mm. he's barking at his coach in the middle of the game, getting kicked out. Like, well, that's a terrible look. Yeah, I don't know what Arizona's doing. Like, they're like what, bringing that. Like, I just, I don't think they need that. I, I this team doesn't strike me as like great leaders or veteran presence. And yet you're like, oh, yeah, let's bring in a real volatile personality to see what he can do here. So I don't know. Arizona's a weird position. Carolina's already off the rails. They're a shit show. But Arizona's giving me the vibes that they're not too far off of the wheels coming off on this season either. Bills beat the Chiefs 24-20. to Um, was a good game. Yeah. Josh Allen, I feel like he hurdles somebody every game. Uh, Continues to be a beast. So I'm glad glad to see they were able to get that – that victory of the Chiefs after what happened in the playoffs, but Chiefs definitely. I th- I don't. I don't think it was evident in the beginning of the year, but now I'm starting to see like the absence of Tyreek Hill a little more. It's not as explosive as an offense, um, but I mean they're st- they're still you know making them close games. Their defense is playing okay, but Bills are. Yeah, late. I, I mean, think that's talk about the, the defense needs to pick it up. Of all, like, I mean, I know we talk about the Eagles having some of the best, you know, offseason acquisitions, but 
Von Miller is making a huge impact on that Bills defense. He was like that final piece to that defense. He is unreal. I remember when the signing happened, it was the six years. It's like, really, man, I don't know about this. This sounds like a, you're going to be, you're going to get a year or two out of Von Miller. That's really good. And then the next two or three are going to be horrible in your cap. But this guy's like getting better. I, I, you know what? Parsons, I think is everyone's guess. I think Von Miller, my defense player of the year. He has been a complete game changer for the Bills. He looks great against the Chiefs as well. The only thing that holds him back is they don't really play him every single down because they kind of want to save him for the postseason. But you could tell in a big game like the Chiefs, they made it a point to play him more, and he just fucking dominated. It was incredible what he's still doing. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, obviously, you talked to the Eagles, beat the Cowboys 26-17. Uh, Eagles are now on a bye. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And then um, we have Monday night was Chargers and Broncos. Chargers won in overtime, 19 to 16. It was a garbage game. I watched it. It was terrible. I think every game that involves the Broncos is a terrible game. I, I would I would agree with that statement. I feel like they're on national television every single week, and every single week they're just horrific. Yes, they're the not, opposite of the Minnesota Vikings. It's not great. It's not great. They're horrible. I, I want to do a study on what the rankings are for these nationally televised games and featuring the Russell Wilson Broncos. They're probably the worst. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our uh, recap of uh, week six. Tim, you can run through your, your studs and duds list. Yeah, let's 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 get into it. So what are we thinking? Are we in a good mood? Are we in a bad mood? How are you feeling today? No, Phillies are up 4-2, two, two outs, one-two count. Let's go um... – Let's go with the studs. You know what? I, I don't know why no, I'm asking that. This week is just pure joy and bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, can't got to keep that going. All righty. So cracking off our third stud this week, someone that is actually, if I remember correctly, was on the dud list earlier in the season, hasn't been off to a very hot start this year. against the division for uh, division foe and was a big big impact him and his team desperately needed put up some gaudy stats too. 42 of 58 380 yards and three tutties to take a single sack really really impressive performance he ended the second half every single drive they had the ball in the second half he, they went for touchdowns uh you know in a division game like that that's your best player or your franchise quarterback stepping up and making plays so for a third stud this week we want matt matty ice Maddie Ice finally getting in the, the uh, positive, yeah. He, he had a big game, man. He was the, This was like a game like, all right, maybe the Colts aren't as bad as we thought, and then the Jaguars, maybe they're not as good as we thought. But it was 21-13, to 13, the Colts were down entering – or no, it was 14-13 to 13, entering half, and then the Jaguars scored right away and took the lead 21-13. And then after that, it was three touchdowns um, in the second half for the Colts. Played well. That's what, you, I, that's what the Colts expected when they got Matt Ryan, that game right there. Yeah. Moving on. So we got another quarterback here. Mm-hmm. Quarterback that I think Matt Ryan definitely that game had to be sweet. Getting a you know big win like that when they've looked so bad the rest of the season. But I think one one other player had a sweeter victory. One that was definitely haunting him from last season. And in a matchup that everyone was talking about. Went up against, I guess you could say his his foe in the AFC. Basically, you're getting the Brady versus Manning vibe from their rivalry. But the one on, that came out on top this week is my second stud. So we went with Josh Allen. Oh. 27-40, 329, and three touchdowns. 
also threw put on 12 uh 32 years and the, i mean it was a big win you know all the talk was the rematch in the playoffs josh allen was so amazing it was there was more praise for josh allen losing than there was for mahomes winning but you know this was a big game um and they stepped up and they beat one of the best teams in football so you got to give them props yep and this one's going to surprise you dakota i know it is i know how you work you're going to be surprised by this and I was a little surprised myself because you know what? This position group, I usually just shit on them and they usually always find their way on the dud list. I think this is the second time this position group has ever made it on the stud list. And I don't remember, but I think that this is the first time they've been number one on the stud list. Mm. You know, big stats, gutsy performances, and coming up clutch and doing it with, you know, put the team on my back kind of mentality are all key characteristics when it comes to stud list. Now, doing all of those characteristics, while injured and a never say die attitude when your team absolutely needs you will get you on the number one stud list. So my man, Dustin Hopkins, oh. who pulls his hamstring in oh. the middle of the game to then go kick four field goals, mm-hmm. one of them being the game winner in overtime. Shit, he scored more points than his offense did just by himself. <laughs> very, yeah, very wild. gutsy performance. I mean, the guy's out two to four weeks. You saw him kick it and he would fall down immediately. Like he just got sniped. Mm-hmm. Very gutsy performance and a performance that honestly he was arguably the most important player. Four field goals, blowing out his hammy, and a game winner in overtime. Dustin Hopkins is my number one stud. A kicker, that's impressive. I listen, I, I keep people guessing. That's what I like to do. I just keep them guessing. All right. Moving how, on. How about the, the duds? The duds, not so much diversity this week. We have uh, three quarterbacks on the list here. Three quarterbacks that kind of all had the same issue. They were turning the ball over way too much. So my first one is one that we actually saw very well, one that we're very familiar with his performance. And maybe it's a little tough considering he went against the best secondary in all football. But you look at these numbers, 18 to 38, 181 yards, one touchdown, but three interceptions. I think we all got to see why Cooper Rush is a backup quarterback. The Eagles reminded everyone that Cooper Rush is a backup quarterback, not a 5-0 and quarterback. He's a backup quarterback. So my third dud is Cooper Rush. Moving on to another backup quarterback, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Another backup quarterback who, again, could not hold on to the ball and just turn it over repeatedly in a game that really wasn't close at all, who got outdueled by a fourth-round rookie third-string quarterback. What, 21 of 45, 266, one tidy, but two interceptions, and throwing two fumbles, one of them lost. The guy just couldn't hold on to the ball. Team got blown out. Team looks like a mess. He is a backup quarterback, but it's not going to save him from the dub list. So we got Jacoby Brissett is my number two. I forgot he was still playing. Yeah, you know, listen, you can get on me. I have my – some weeks I'm better than others. This week, I went with two backup quarterbacks, but, you know, it's not it's low-hanging fruit, but, you know, they, I got to, you know, some weeks I'm going to be better than others. But this first dud spot, I'm coming for you because I know you're a tough critic. So this one, I got a former MVP oh. in my number one spot. Again, keeping with the theme of quarterback that can't hold on to the ball. Mm. But let's talk about a guy who had multiple turnovers, but he had multiple turnovers in the very end of the game managed to throw a pick with three minutes left in the game, which the opposing team ended up to go score and take the lead. Then with a minute 40 ball in his hands, final drive to win the game. He ends up fumbling the ball away and 
ending the team's chance of winning. So Lamar, for his two brutal turnovers with less than four minutes left in the game to lose and then to lose to give up the lead and then lose the game entirely. We're going with Lamar Jackson's the number one dot. Very disappointing performance. I think the Ravens in general can be a bit disappointing this whole year, or disappointment can carry them because they've given up so many leads. Yeah. But this one was a really brutal and a lot of responsibility falls on Lamar for it. Yeah, he's he's been he was like in MVP voting for like first few weeks and now it's been a little suspicious, but yeah, I mean, this is going to help the critics because a lot of people say, you know, is he going to be able to lead his team down the field in those tight, you know, tight games at the end of fourth quarter? Not only could he not do that, he couldn't even keep the ball to prevent another team from scoring. Yeah. All right. Nice uh, full QB dud list. You'd like to see that. So I got my, uh, my too much whiz for you. So. Um, we are now six weeks through in the uh, NFL season. So my question to you, too much whiz. Is this the worst NFC we've ever seen? I mean, you look at the competition, like the competition's there, but like teams aren't really like blowing anyone away. There aren't, I mean, we have one, two, three, four, four teams are either are better than 500 out of 16. Like, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna say it's too much whiz. I I mean I I can't pick, pitch a pick a year off the top of my head, but I feel like there's other times where there hasn't been really a strong conference. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'll say about that FC is that they have the like potential to be much better than we are right now. Like you have this mix of look at your best teams: the Giants, yeah. the Vikings, you know. Cowboys, you can even throw in there. Those are teams that I don't think anyone, maybe not the Cowboys, but the Vikings and Giants are two teams that I don't think anyone saw being very good. Like, yeah. they're like surprised to see how good they are. If the like teams like the Vikings and Giants and Cowboys can keep this up, and then other teams that people expected to be good, like the Buccaneers, Packers, and Rams, could figure it out, hmm. then you could be looking at a much different conference. You know, I don't want to officially rule out those. You know, the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Packers. If they turn it on and these surprise teams keep going, this could be a strong conference, but. Regardless, the Eagles are so good that they just make the NFC look good in general. They're just incredible. They're one of the best teams I've seen in years. Fair enough. Um, next point, too much whiz. Is Russell Wilson just Drew Locke 2.0? I'm going to say too much whiz. He, he does stink. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Looks really bad. <laughs> he, he stinks. But, I mean... I don't think he's been turning the ball over that much. Drew Locke loves to turn the ball over. That was his biggest problem is he just could not keep the ball. Mm-hmm. Or Russell is just completely ineffective. I feel like, you know, maybe the Broncos would would actually welcome some turnovers because this is just painful to watch and just <laughs> fail miserably. Yeah, he just looks I, lost. I don't know what it is, but. I mean, I, I'm surprised. I thought he would have figured this out by now, but I, I'm going to give him a couple more weeks because it is new coach, new, new team, new quarterback. Mm-hmm. He looks awful. Yeah, yeah. But all right, and my last point, not not a uh, football one. We're gonna mix it up. So too much whiz. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to go to the World Series. Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) Put it in. Put it down. Put Put it it down. down. (laughs) Yeah, this team's got too much momentum going for it. They do have a lot of a lot of. You know what it is though? Like not to talk too much on it, but 
every time you see like a lot of the family aspect in sports where teams really come together and bond with each other, it's so much more important than people give it credit for. Like this team has really come together and like trust each other and plays for their, their, you know, their brothers. So they call it. So it's good to see. Showing a lot of the characteristics of other teams that went on big, you know, surprise runs to win the world series Mm -hmm. their hitting is showing up i mean to be fair they've always had this lineup they just kind of underperformed all year their aces have been aces and you know the bullpen which has always been a weakness is holding up well enough you know game one they brought in um and dominguez and then alvarado to close it it was a little hairy in the ninth but they're stepping up if you can Mm -hmm. get three quality bullpen guys that can you know make their run and you get Wheeler and Nola continue to deal. This team's going to keep continuing to winning. I mean, the hitting's still been there. Uh, I have no reason to pick against them. All right. All right, moving on to our power rankings. I'm just going to run through the list 10 to 1. And if you have a any input, hold your comments till later. Um, number 10. You must be... You must be saying that because you're waiting for me to, you know, chime in on the Yeah, yeah, game. well, just hold off. So, uh, number 10... We have the Jets, surprising. Number nine, 49ers. Number eight, Dallas Cowboys. Seven is the Ravens. Six is the Chargers. The Giants at five. So another shocker. Vikings at four. Chiefs at three. Bills at two. And the Birds remain at number one. Yeah, not. I mean, it's a weird week because I feel like most of our top ten lost. So, and the, you're not really seeing a lot of performances to bump anyone up. The Jets should have been in our power rankings last week, but I'll leave that alone. The Chargers, I think the only other team that popped up in the top 10 from outside last week. Yeah. So, interesting for sure. Moving on, we'll do our run through our game picks real quick. Starting off, we have uh, Saints at the Cardinals, who you like. I don't like anything to do with the Cardinals, to be honest with you. I think I saw that there was a new COD release this week. So I'm, you know, and on a short week, I'm assuming Kyler's not watching any film. So I think the Saints D makes some plays and picks up a big win. Robbie Anderson's not going to do much. I, I'm not buying in a Hopkins be dominant right away and Brown's hurt. I think the Saints find a win. So you're taking the Saints over the Cardinals because Kyler's going to be playing Call of Duty. Is that what I'm Mostly. saying? Okay. But I mean, you know, you have one wide receiver's coming back from a suspension. The other one just got traded after he you know, got thrown out of a game, and then his other wide receivers hurt. So that also plays into it. Uh, all right. Well, I'll take the Cardinals. No explanation. Uh, Browns at the Ravens. I got to imagine the Ravens bounce back. I mean, the Browns have been taking some L's, but Lamar needs to get right. Yeah, I mean, the Browns look terrible. They had a very bad game against the Patriots. They just really don't look very good at all. I'm going to take the Ravens to close this one out. Bucks at Panthers. This is probably one of those Tom Brady comeback games where he puts up 40. I'll take the Buccaneers. Yeah, I probably agree with you there. Although it wouldn't be hilarious to see the Buccaneers lose. Uh, the the critics will come for Brady's head if that happens. Falcons at the Bengals. Who do you like? Oh, Bengals. I think they're, if they're finding their way. They're getting their groove. Falcons had a nice win last week. The Bengals, I think, are finding their way back to an elite team. Yeah, I also will take the Bengals. Lions at the Cowboys. Man, I really would love to pick the Lions, but I think if Dak's coming back to play, it's going to give them momentum. I'll take Dallas. Yeah, I think that the Cowboys can't just – there's no way they lose this after coming off a devastating loss to the Eagles. The Lions still can't guard you or me, so um, I'll take the Cowboys. 
Good point. Um, Giants at the Jags. What do you like? It's disgusting to say, but I think the Giants go six and one. I <clears throat> part of me is just going to pick the Jaguars because I don't like the Giants, but I think Doug Peterson's played the Giants enough, and if I remember correctly, we smoked the Giants when he was our coach for the Eagles, so I'll take the Jags. Next game, Packers at the Commanders. No Carson Wentz. Not that that's that big of a difference, but I'll take Green Bay to bounce back. You know what? I'm going to really throw the NFL world on the spin. Carson Wentz lost the Commanders a lot of games so far. I think Heineke comes in, game manages. They pull out a W. The whole world. Could you imagine Brady losing the Bucs and then Aaron Rodgers losing to Taylor Heineke and the Commanders? The, just the NFL sports talk shows I could imagine losing it. their mind. They all love those players. I mean, most of the time they're spent jerking off Brady and Rodgers, but when they start failing, that's when the ratings really skyrocket. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start the pot and say the commanders get a win with Heineken. All right. Uh Colts, Titans. You like this might actually be a good game. Good game? I don't know if good's the word I'm gonna say. Those be a close game. Fair I game. <laughs> I don't think good's gonna be what I'm picking. Uh, you know what? Matt Ryan had a good game. They got a get right game. I'll say the Colts win this one. I'll flip it. I'll take the Titans. Uh, Texans at Raiders. I guess I think the Raiders are on a bye, um, but I'll take the Raiders to come back and take care of business. Yeah, both teams coming off a bye, but the Raiders desperately need this. I, I think they pull this one out. There's no reason they should lose to a Texans team, which the bear stinks. Yeah. Uh, Jets at Broncos. <laughs> oh, How do you even pick J-T this game? Just, just baby. Honestly, I might be there. The with whole world you. is going to light on fire when Zach Wilson outshines Russell Wilson. It's not even close. I would hope that the defense comes to play for the Broncos, but I, fuck it, I'm taking the Jets too. Yeah, Russell Wilson is giving you no hope to think the Broncos are going to win a game. Hopefully, that means they'll fire the coach and find someone better. Uh, Chiefs at the Niners. Um, like you said, the Niners are really injured, Ooh. so I'll take the Chiefs. This one's a tough one. If the Colts didn't lose last week to the Bills, I probably would take the Niners, but I don't know their whole injury status, so I'm assuming they're not getting most of their guys back. I'll take the Chiefs as well. Seahawks at the Chargers. Like the Bengals, I think the Chargers are starting to find their way. They're getting a little healthier. I think they win this one. I think the Chargers' defense is still not playing to their level, similar to the Packers, and I think Seahawks are going to upset them. I'll take the Seahawks. Fair enough. We always need one upset every week. Yeah, you got. There's always at least one or two. Steelers at Dolphins. Um, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know who's playing quarterback. Dolphins need this win though, so I'll take Dolphins. Who Who would be the better quarterback in this matchup, Mitch Trubisky or a concussed Tua Tagovailoa? Maybe you, honestly. Wow. Okay, you went with option C. That's, yeah, option that's a good C. One. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Steelers look terrible. Uh, I think Trubisky probably starts because Pickett got hurt. Tua's back. I think the Dolphins find their way and win this one. All right, and the final game, Monday Night Bears at Patriots. This is a national TV game? This is a national TV game. Who makes the schedule? They made, they've done a terrible job. What's the Thursday game? Saints-Cardinals? That's not horrible. Hopefully it's not Every another 12-point game. game. stinks. <laughs> Oh, Bears and the Patriots. You know what? 
I'm taking the Patriots because I'm not. Ta- I'm taking the Patriots. Well, I'm overthinking this. Bill Belichick's not yeah. going to lose to Justin Fields. No, just, Justin Fields is not not look good. So no, it's not. It's just not going to happen. All right. Well, that's our picks for the week. We got Phillies doing well, Flyers doing well, Sixers starting up, and the Eagles are on a bye. So good time to be a Philly fan. No complaints here. No complaints here. Any plans for your Sunday now that the Eagles, you know, aren't you know taking over the TV? You know, I always have this internal debate. When the Eagles aren't playing on Sunday or they're playing a night game, do I be productive and do something different or do I watch football anyway? No, you just watch football. Yeah, most of the time I just end up watching football anyway. All right. Sounds like a plan. All righty. Well, until next time. Talk All right. Fills, baby. I'll catch you. Peace. Peace.